Hey, and happy Friday. Thanks for tuning in to The Hill Talks. I'm Olivia, multimedia editor of The Hill Talk, back with your weekly roundup. Today, we'll start with a quick student government update, some campus news, sports, and then a conversation about life after Howard. Let's do it. University Elections Commission revealed the spring election victors for university student leadership positions last Friday, including those within the HUSA Executive, Royal Court, and Senate. The Elections Commissioner announced winners in front of Douglas Hall to a crowd of over 100 students and went on to tell the Hilltop how smooth this election cycle was in comparison to previous ones. To read more about why, and for a complete list of the results, check out the Hilltop online. The university made a big announcement on Wednesday, announcing the appointment of former Democratic candidate for Georgia governor and voting rights activist Stacey Abrams as the inaugural Ronald W. Walter Endowed Chair for Race and Black Politics. So in this role, Abrams will join the Leadership and Public Policy Center to foster interdisciplinary collaborations across the university on critical issues of race and Black politics, especially those issues that affect African Americans. This is according to a Wednesday morning press release. And Abrams will also lead a speaker series with invited guests on a range of topics representing diverse perspectives. Now, prior to her appointment at Howard, Abrams, the Spelman alumna, served in the Georgia House of Representatives from 2007 to 2017 as the minority leader, making history as the first African-American to lead in the House of Representatives. Abrams left the legislature to run for governor in Georgia in 2018 and again in 2022, ultimately losing the position to the Republican incumbent both times. And while Abrams was not selected as governor, her campaign efforts were not in vain, as she was largely credited with mobilizing young voters of color in the South and working with multiple nonprofit organizations like Fair Fight Action. For more information about Stacey Abrams and this new position, check out the full story online. Cold Steel, the HU Call of Duty team, took home an $80,000 share of a $500,000 prize pool in the 2023 Mountain Dew Real Change Esports Tournament held in Atlanta. Now, this historic win is huge for the Bison Esports team, not only because of the monetary prize, but because it shows how far they've come from their first tournament last year when they had no equipment and relied on spotty dorm Wi-Fi. This school year, with the help of Gaming Community Co. and Verizon, Howard University was able to launch a brand new esports lab. The facilities and commitment to the sport were certainly crucial to Cold Steel's ability to perform at this elite level and win. Either way, the tournament was not easy for the Bison. It was months long as they faced stiff competition from a field of 15 other talented HBCU programs. To read more about how Cold Steel ended up victorious, Check out the full story.
Now, let's talk post-grad. What are your plans after Howard? Corey Yudsi, senior journalism major and culture reporter for The Hilltop, is here with me to talk about her latest story, where she interviewed a bunch of recent alumni reflecting on navigating professional careers after Howard. Thanks for being here, Corey. So tell me about what interested you in covering this in the first place. Sure. So I was kind of given this opportunity randomly. Um, one of, the, one of the people that I interviewed, her name is Maya Regman. She reached out to me in late January and essentially just wanted to tell me about some of the experiences that she had in the professional workspaces. Some of them are positive, some of them are negative. But we spoke for about two hours. And after our conversation, I decided that I wanted to talk to more alumni just to see if there were any like common experiences or some trends among Howard alumni in terms of the negative and slash or positive um, experiences in the workplace. And what were some of those common themes that came up in your conversations? I would say the biggest theme is that Howard does do a really great job of developing the professional skills in order to survive the workplace. They have all attributed Howard um, to their ability to not only adapt to negative and um, less than desirable circumstances, but to just generally get the work done and do it in a quality way. But at the same time, a lot of them have spoken about some negative experiences just because of being Black in the workplace. I think that um, although they have the professional skills in order to survive, they're still dealing with workplace culture and how um, occasionally people are racist, people have microaggressions, people don't necessarily appreciate their perspectives as young Black professionals. And although a lot of them get hired under the guise of being Howard students and offering kind of that young Black perspective, but that's appreciated more in theory than in actual practice. There's been a recent push for DEI in corporate spaces, especially. Are young Black professionals feeling the effect of this in these programs? I would say the biggest thing is microaggressions, um, just generally making comments that are a bit snide about Blackness, or if not microaggressions, it's usually related to age. Um, one of the people that I spoke to, Devonte Brown, they were mentioning how a lot of their superiors, a lot of their coworkers were much older than them. So although he had the experiences that they did, he was still kind of slighted or at least felt slighted due to the fact that he was so young. So I would say it's microaggressions, it's a bit of ageism. I'm not necessarily feeling as though they are valued because of their age. And I think that's about it actually. Yeah, ageism, microaggressions, probably the biggest thing. And then just generally not knowing much about Howard and how that operates, how Howard people navigate the world. A lot of places don't really know how it is. So those are the main things. So Gen Z and millennials, too, have become known for job hopping, which is very different from older generations who may value, you know, staying in the same position for longer. I'm curious if you have any insight into why this is. Did you hear about this in your interviews? Definitely. So I did find that Gen Z and millennials are really becoming known for job hopping. Um, A lot of it is related to salary or, like you said, kind of attaining that work-life balance. But we are known for getting jobs and leaving at the first sight of just general bad experiences, inconveniences, things of that nature. Um, I would say that although that is becoming a trend, especially in the post-pandemic world, you know, the remote work world, a lot of people are finding that it's easier to get jobs, it's easier to just leave a job than stay and kind of be privy to experiences that are less than desirable. I do think it's kind of understandable. Because again, I think a lot of workplaces, they appreciate Black people and Black young professionals more in theory than in practice. So I think it's commendable that people are understanding their work and moving on to new places if they feel as though that's necessary. 
And any advice to share for current HU students, maybe seniors who are still trying to figure out what to do after, or even younger students who are thinking about the future? I would say to, I don't want to say lower your expectations, but try to have reasonable expectations. Understand that once we enter the workplace, things aren't going to be like they are at Howard. It's not going to be the same as it might be in certain internships that it might not be the best thing ever, but I think that because Howard does a great job of breeding adaptability in people who go here, that you are equipped to handle difficulties. You are equipped to find good jobs and find employers who value you. And, you know, don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and to find new opportunities. And I think the biggest thing I learned is that a lot more people are, I don't want to say miserable, but they're not necessarily having the greatest of times in these positions. I think that we often get caught up in the LinkedIn posts and social media posts. And, you know, we think that everything is great and dandy on the other side in terms of the real world. But I found out that a lot of people are having struggles, that they are facing difficulties, not only because they are young, but because they're Black and they're trying to navigate these spaces, knowing that they're still going to experience racism. Um, I think that Howard, the Howard bubble kind of makes us feel so comfortable and we kind of forget that outside of Howard, there are people who still don't have that like progressive spirit or progressive approach to DEI and to just generally having young Black professionals on staff. So I think that through writing this piece, I just kind of know to stay true to myself and to know my work and understand that if these companies aren't appreciative of what I have to offer, then it's not a bad thing if I try to see something different. Thanks, Corey. Thank you for reaching out to me for this piece. And that's all for me this week in the news. Thanks for tuning in to the Hilltops podcast, your weekly roundup sincerely, the Hilltop. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And until next time, I'm Olivia Green in truth and service.